completely unnecessary skeptical podcast i'm nathan and joining me today is craig good morning and susie hello and we're all totally awake and raring to go and in good form today and it's gonna be a short episode (laughs) so perhaps we need some um, context for the comments there uh some some of the members of the uh, uh cusp were out late last night partying and drinking and listening to bands. A band. A band. A band. While the rest of us. Five wheel drive. The sen- at the dog's the, bollocks. The, sen- the sensible <laughs> members were in bed trying to get to sleep because they had insomnia and well, couldn't sleep. So members. So, okay. Member. I count as two because I'm so much better than you guys. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> okay. In your own mind. And two. <sighs> Legend in my own life. No, whatever. Um. Nathan's my plan. Right, you should anyway. use it sometime. Yeah, let's get on with it. We had a piece of feedback from Mark Hanna last month. We talked about my complaint to about the homeopath that was um, she changed her sign and everything. She had some criticisms about what I'd said, and she had criticised that the uh, report that I was using was a quote draft, and apparently that made the whole complaint invalid. Um, Although she did end up changing So where was this report from? Uh, Mark Hanna sent it to me. Oh. It was, and I've just deleted the link, sorry, so just give me a second. Uh, It was a report that was done for the Australian government... I think. Anyway, so it was a report. It was a draft. Uh, It was a draft report, but... Mark sent me the link to the actual report, and he says, uh, as far as I can tell, using a PDF comparison tool, there are some total of zero differences between the draft that he sent me and the final copy of the report. So right. much for that criticism. So, so the author thought, uh, geez, I can't be bothered editing it anymore. I'll just send them the actual... Turn it, well, it's obviously it's it's the draft. final draft, yes. just before he yeah. turned it into the into the final actual right. report. Anyway, um, that was our feedback. Notice board, the 5th to the 7th of December. Again. Again. Yep. We're going to keep telling you about it until yep, it's getting close now. Craig tells us that all the tickets have gone. How many tickets have we sold? Uh, there's, um, well, there's actually over 140 people registered. Mm, that's that's about Over 120 people uh, who've so far confirmed and paid. And there Shut are up. a few stragglers who yeah, haven't yeah, yet paid up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In whatever. fact, there are even some stragglers I'm aware of who haven't even yet booked. Oh, okay. Mm, so, uh, oh, if you haven't booked, you want to get in quickly yeah. because we are running out. So, um, um, the early bird rates will uh, terminate on the fourth of November. Fourth of November, day before Providing Guy Fawkes. So you can remember that. Update the website. Ah, actually, while you're updating the website, Craig, you might want to get them to look at the metadata and fix the thumbnail pictures that come up when you post a link on Facebook. Yeah. Because I had to choose between you and gold. <laughs> and to be frank, it's not a great choice. Really? <laughs> okay. Okay, well, um, thank um, you for that. It'd be nice if it was like a logo or a... What I'm saying is you're both ugly and make bad Thanks. profile. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually thankful that you find me ugly. <laughs> um, anyway, so what are so, we talking um, about? We're talking about the conference. So the the conference Skeptics Guide on, are coming. 5th to 7th November. The, the Skeptics Guide are coming. George Rubb's coming. And we've got lots of awesome local speakers as well. We've got a fantastic full um, schedule. Yeah. And everybody will have a lot of fun and be well informed. And last Indeed. month and you told us about a couple of the speakers. Who are you yeah. telling us about this month? Uh, I can't remember who we talked about last month. I think um, you mentioned Nano Girl. Yeah, right. Nano Girl. Was one of the okay. ones you talked about. Yeah. Um, who else have we got? We're going to have a panel on skeptical parenting. Yep. Well, they haven't quite decided what this. I think this is probably going to be the um, a bit of a deconstruction of the kind of shit you get thrown at you when you become a parent. The kind of woo and bollocks. Yep. Um, that's probably what we will talk about. Okay, um, good. sounds like fun. And we're going to have a talk from Ben Albert about um, about his PhD research on uh, omega three supplements. It's nice. very, very exciting. Very mm. exciting stuff. Okay, very excellent. Cool. Good job. So, if you so booked, anyway, so you can go to conference.org.nz or NZ, as Stephen Novella says, to book your to book your tickets. And um, yeah, don't Come forget on to the dinner as to well. Book the dinner 
and there's the live show was ticket so that's sold out right the private, uh, the, private, the private recording. recording is sold out yeah yes. but there'll be the live yes. normal live show on this sunday on the sunday morning. morning yep so yes should be very exciting and of, pizza of and cool science experiments on the friday, <laughs> on friday night. night yes yeah very exciting do come along I'm trying to make a, a good time guaranteed uh, we but no, not with a money back guarantee no actual guarantees are pressure implied I'm trying to make a cool segue joke about the fusion of something and something, but right, whatever. Just talk about fusion. There you go, something like that. Okay, what do you um, want to tell us about? Speaking fusion? of fusion, <laughs> well, Craig. okay, so this has been all over the news. So there is a defence contractor in the, the United States called Lockheed Martin, which I'm sure you have all heard of. They make planes, and they, don't they? Mostly, well, they they do all sorts of stuff. They make, um, yeah, they make they make military stuff. They, which is probably what a defence contractor actually does. That most would of the make time. some sense. Yes. Um, anyway, so they have a team, a essentially a skunkworks project. What? We've uh, not heard of the I term skunkworks project. I've not heard that term project. before. Oh, well, that just basically means sort of a secret backroom project that isn't officially uh, announced uh, that are working on a. What is it called some, again? A skunkworks project. Skunkworks. You've not heard of that. No. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. Anyway, no, so there enough. is so like a, an unofficial, yeah, secretly yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Susie is googling skunk works. No, she's, no, she's doing not. something oh, else. Okay. All right. So <laughs> she's researching her, her radio show with with Graham right. Hill. Anyway, so oh, there is a skunk works project going on at Lockheed Martin. How they and they are supposedly um, going to build a fusion reactor. And yeah. they they reckon that it's five to ten years away. Now <laughs> of they do. that is that is generally the code word for actually we don't know how long this is going to take. Yeah, but we so want more five money. to ten years is far enough into the future that um, people will forget we made this production five to ten years ago. <laughs> okay. So fusion, um, I'm sure most people know, but it's different from uh, fission, which is. Um, uh, we are, fission being what we use at the moment f- in nuclear fission, power. Yes, yeah, yeah. So fusion is what happens in the in the sun and stars, where um, elements actually fuse together and release a huge amount of energy. And so this is what they're working on. And it's very hard to um, do because they have to have you use very very high temperatures um, in, in order to force atoms together so they can actually fuse. And then obviously they have to contain it and keep it going and keep it safe and all that sort of stuff. Yep. But they reckon in five to ten years' time, they're going to have a truck-sized um, truck fusion sized reactor. Well, it's sort of really? a container. Yeah. All right. Sort of a shipping container-sized um, fusion reactor that they can sort of move around and sort of power communities with. All right. So Truck size. Yes. Although they did mention that they're going to have military vehicles powered by them as well. And then, of course, they'll have cars that are powered by... Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion, yes. Just drop some yes. cans and banana peels in it and away you go. I remember when I was at primary school back in the 1970s. Yes, wow, that's a long you're time old. Ago, we had a science teacher. We had a, we had a teacher who uh, took us to a science class and he said uh, that he believed that one day in the future there will be, um, we'll have cars that are powered by a little tiny chip of of something and obviously he was talking about um, some sort of nuclear reaction yeah. and interestingly at the time he said but don't tell your parents that ah, so even at that time right. even in the 70s there was opposition to nuclear yeah power. well that's when it all started isn't it 70s mm. 80s well yeah I guess I guess late 70s early 80s well, it's been around as far as I can remember 1994 the was no when the Rainbow business. Warrior got um, yeah. blown up Okay, so anyway, fusion. so that was that's, be fun. that's fusion. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to well, um, you look forward. So, I will sit here skeptically and not hold my breath well, because yeah. truck sized really five. It to actually years. really did make me. It actually um, worried me a little bit because I'm building a house at the moment. I just put solar cells on the roof. Oh, and it's going to be redundant in five it's to ten run, years. Redundant so you're not because you have this fusion reaction. You'll just have a little suitcase on the side of your house. Yeah, we'll just have this little <laughs> bolt-on fusion reaction yeah. on the back of the house. Yeah. Well, like you know, probably have, they'll probably be like a little little container per neighbourhood or something, and you'll just use that. Maybe it'll chip in. Yeah. I'll tell you what, guys. Actually, get a working fusion reactor first, and then tell me about how you're going to make it smaller. Right. Just um, <laughs> well, although they are saying they are saying that by concentrating on these sort of little small devices, that they can sort of iterate more quickly and 
oh, they, they can deliver the project, the project in faster time. You reckon? It'll be faster time. to build it in a small scale than a large scale. Apparently so. All no, right. Mm. Oh, well, that's fine. But they did have a slick video. Of course they promoted have. it. Yeah. And they had a woman in the video. She looked like to be the assistant. <laughs> okay. Was she wearing stockings and suspenders? No. No, a bikini. Actually, I think she might have had a lab coat on. Oh, okay. Did anyone else have a lab coat on? I don't know. I I'll tell you that. To, I need to review that. Let, let me have a quick. Yeah, just Craig needs to go back and watch the video. The <laughs> so, on this note, I'm just going to have a small rant about Cirque a mini rant. A mini rant. Have a mini yeah. rant for all. Yeah, I'm going to have a mini rant about Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Which. Um, did you go and see it? I did go and see it. And it was awesome. So, they've but. just recently been in Auckland. Yes. Um, and it was awesome apart for one small segment where it was about science oh really um and it, had, it was very very cool um so this guy got inside of a almost like a funnel device uh and then he had uh he was basically juggling inside this kind of funnel so he was sort of the the balls were kind of going around the um yeah. the outs the, so the sides of the things yeah, the he's throwing them, yeah. yeah and then of course they turned all the lights off and they were kind of lit up and it was all very cool yeah um uh but he obviously required an assistant for this in fact yes. there were there were a number of people on stage because there were i think there were some who were also like percussion with some very very cool percussion um out of uh, like bottles and various things yeah. full of different kinds of liquids and stuff so there were two blokes basically doing percussion there was the bloke doing the juggling in the funnel and then he had an, an assistant who was basically a scantily clad woman in a very 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 short lab coat uh -huh. which basically looked a little bit like a sexy nurse's outfit uh with her glasses on and her clipboard and yeah. everyone else had lab coats on because theirs weren't tight and you know revealing because they actually had clothes underneath their lab yes. coats and it was just like what the fuck guys this is kind of unnecessary and there's a show with loads of kids and they kind of don't need this but anyway yeah. there you go all right well i've just been reviewing a video again <laughs> i was mistaken she she was not wearing a lab coat oh okay oh that's right. even better i'm gonna have a look at the video now <laughs> no but she did just look like she was kind of assisting she was using a screwdriver oh. to install something so anyway, is she there as eye candy, or is she actually doing something? Uh, no, is she, she's is she actually functional? doing. She is doing something. So actually, right. Well, I, so that's that's great. That's that, that there's yeah, a good. member yeah. of the team who's an they actual functional. To put her in the video. Um, yep. Yep. But the spokesperson was a male. <clears throat> oh, of course it was. Yep. Anyway, I probably just alienated like three quarters of our audience. That's fine. They're all MRAs. We don't want MRAs. <laughs> If you're an MRA, don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> if you don't want an MRA, is don't look it up because you will not be happy. Okay. Um, so, psychic sex her husband. Hang on. What? We skipped. Oh, solar panels. Yeah. Sorry. Let's go back to solar panels. Yeah. So, Craig, <laughs> yeah. speaking of solar panels. Yes, to see, you missed out on my segue. Oh, uh, hang on. Craig wants to do a segue, everyone. Stop, no, stop, stop. No, back no, it up yeah. a bit. It's, it's not a segue if you have to announce that it's a segue. <laughs> you can only say. Speaking of. After the segue. Okay. Nice segue. Right. Anyway, so. Well, you clearly fucked it up. So I'm I'm currently <laughs> building a house and I'm putting. Can I just clarify? You aren't actually <laughs> building a house. Craig you have is some not people who are building, building a house, house Craig for is you. paying people to build yeah. a house. Just, just, just clarify that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Technically, okay. you are correct. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. Um, just, just for those listeners who are now imagining you with glistening, <laughs> sweaty abs, you know, doing the bricklaying. Right. No, yes. you're not. No, no, no. To be okay. fair, those those listeners probably always imagine them like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In common parlance, when people say they're building a house, that generally means it's, it's like it's like we're having a baby, isn't it, this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're subcontracting the actual construction out to people who actually know what they're doing. So the result is actually <laughs> so going to be a, nice, <laughs> a livable house. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, in the house that the, the house that is being built you. for me and my wife. The house that the builders are building. I like how you'd have to put that in there. Just, just, I'm just going to assert my heterosexuality. I have a wife. Hi, Susan. For when she eventually catches up. Right. I thought, I thought it was just being more clarification so we wouldn't say that. We're not building it just for you, are we? Exactly. That's the reason I said that. 
and my daughter who will also reside ah! there <laughs> and the dog <laughs> anyway <Darwin>. so <laughs> some of panels are going panels, on yeah. the roof yeah well, they are already on the roof actually and um we're wasting all this nice sunny weather that we're having today oh, yeah. <laughs> till um till doing nothing anyway so there are solar panels on my roof and uh the reason the reason i put those on there is because i'm a greedy, zombie apocalypse I'm a, gre- I'm a greedy i'm a greedy person and um, i like the idea that i can save some money on my power bill by actually um, um generating my own power is so that really this is the a only standard... reason is that the major reason that's the major reason yeah well, what other reason, what other would, reason would i have well kind of to piss the neighbors off or no sort of sticking it to the man no, no. Seriously, I am thinking zombie apocalypse. It would oh, actually okay. be really nice. No, because okay. they, it's a grid-tied system, as okay, so is so the majority actually... of systems. You cannot, you can't, you s- cannot sustain run on it. just the solar power. You can't, yes, without yeah. modifying it. And so, and okay. and if the power goes off, if the mains power goes off, it the inverter switches things off. It, you cannot act, you get a power cut when the power goes off oh right? that's, that's not what annoying. i want solar panels for right well if you wanted to have self or sustainable mm-hmm. power you would need some means of storing the energy that came out of the solar panels so you need a big um, battery batteries which are really expensive and then like the, a shed full and then then there's the maintenance on batteries okay right so that's expensive Okay. Oh, so, so the idea of the grid, the, the grid, the grid tide is You'd be that, better off with a generator oh. and, yeah, a, well, and a stash of petrol somewhere. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. going to do us if we have to go into a three-month, you know. Well, that's why well, you're a huge underground show us, of petrol. Show us the zombies first. But anyway, so, okay, so, but so was, that, is reason, that is the reason I'm doing it. Anyway, there was an article in the Herald today, and apparently some lines companies, which are the people, which are the companies that actually have the electricity lines that deliver the power to consumers are up in arms because people are installing solar and they are saying that um, actually the solar panel um, users are cheating everybody else because they aren't paying for power because they're putting our power back into the grid and we and sure. we but you're generating power. Like, generating power. Like, but the thing like is, the there's a lines charge on your bill yeah. which you have to pay regardless of well, that's how like much saying people use. that mow their own lawns are cheating everybody else because they don't pay someone to mow their lawns. Right. Or or, or people. How are you yeah. cheating someone because you're yeah. generating your own power? Yeah, something like that. Anyway. And you're feeding it back. So that annoyed me. But um, but anyway, my. The, the the best way of actually using this is to try and consume the power that you're generating at the time you're generating it. Right. So the way that I will operate it is that we will have Open our your fridge during the day and stuff. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave the fridge, fridge open. open. That's a good idea. <laughs> cool down the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll be combating um, global warming at the same time. Right. You leave the doors open in oh, your house. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we will be trying to run appliances like... Um, the dishwasher and oh, the yeah. washing machine and stuff it's on sunny periods. on timers during the part of the day where we're actually generating electricity. That's good, cool. So um, anyway, so I the system I'm putting in is just over two kilowatts, and that will supposedly save somewhere around about seven hundred dollars a year in electricity. So that will make me happy. How much is it costing to put in? Well, it was just under eight grand. Well, so reasonable. probably going to pay it so off 10 in years, about eleven years. years. But there's, the panels are guaranteed for twenty five years. Mm, okay. um, so after they're paid off, we continue to generate power. Of course, there is always the possibility that the the company would say, okay, well, we're not going to pay you as much to um, buy power from you, which makes the economics of it different. But I guess that's the gamble you take. <coughs> At the moment, be... we're, paying, we're being paid, we would be being paid 17.5 cents per kilowatt hour of power that we put back into the grid, which is less than what you actually buy it at. Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> you're not necessarily using the power directly from the solar panel. Is that how that works? You put the power back well, in and they it, give you a it, discount based on how much power you're generating. Um, well, it's a, it's a balanced thing. So, okay. um, both. So, if you're generating more power than you're using, then you're yeah, pumping that it excess the grid. goes back in. So, the, so the meter is basically Go measuring back. the net okay. the net power that you're drawing from the grid. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Carry on. So that's my solar panel story marvelous so looking forward to having those up and running so now we can talk about psychic sally mm, sally morgan nothing to do with um solar panels at all no except the so fact no she's not very bright 
Well, high five. High, high five. five. <laughs> okay, so um, most people in the skeptic community should have heard about this, but if you don't, Sally Morgan is uh, one of the big celebrity skeptics in psychics. Psychic, sorry. <laughs> she probably does call herself. Skeptical. She probably used to be a skeptic. Yeah. Uh, psychic she's in a the UK. Um, and uh, this month um, in the UK, there's a group of um, skeptics who have basically decided to call this um, Psychic Awareness Month. And they've been handing out leaflets at um, psychic uh, events and stuff. Specifically, who's? Um, yeah, I think others too. Okay. But the point about this is there is a particular person, uh, Mark Tilbrook, who's been targeting Sally Morgan for quite a while. <sighs> Targeting's a rather strong word. He hasn't. It doesn't sound like he's been doing anything strong. He's just been sort of turning up at her events, um, standing outside, standing outside, not out interacting with the, um, to people who are interested. Yeah, and it's, and and it's a very anything. kind of basic leaflet that just says, you know, these are things you need to know if you're about to go and see a psychic. And it's just um, you'd think almost that if psychic Sally was a real psychic. She'd be quite pleased for mm. people to be handing out flyers to people that let them sp tell them how to spot a fake psychic. Yes, yes. It's interesting. Yes. Anyway, yes. so what? But so what happened was this um, this uh, guy has actually uh, had quite a bit of abuse from um, from people on Sally's team, uh, and so he started wearing a um, a hidden camera, and then in April uh, recorded some footage of Sally's husband and son-in-law basically verbally uh, abusing him so saying you know calling him uh well <laughs> calling him gay in in sort of not in the nicest possible way um, and basically threatening to kill him um to say well, things like saying he looks very pale as he'd been shagged up the ass or something I mean, yeah, so it was all really so, yeah, quite was... um, horrible stuff well uh it's not even horrible. It's just homophobic. Yeah. But then also he was being really violent. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, basically threatening, threatening, threatening violence. Threatening violence. Um, uh, and so this, this video has been released quite recently and um, there's been lots of press in the UK. And so there was, a, a, and at first there was a kind of, um, you know, the reason he was attacked was because everybody is so stressed out by him doing this, you know, har harassing all of the people who are coming into our shows. And, and Psychic Sally was sort of thinking, you know, thought her life was in danger, blah, blah, blah. This rather mild-mannered skeptic who's been handing out leaflets. Anyway, um, but what's happened uh, recently... You've got to be careful with these <laughs> Exactly. Um, so she's actually sacked her husband and son-in-law, apparently. Inverted commas. Inverted commas. Sacked. sacked them. And what was really funny, um, <sighs> it was funny. Um, people probably think I'm a bad person, but it was funny. Uh, was her uh, Sally appearing on breakfast TV and saying she had no idea what the future of her marriage was? <laughs> was like, I bet she didn't see that coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, you know that you can actually get hold of the leaflet that they handed out? Hadn't and thought of I that. have this here. Go on, then tell us and about it. The actually, is very simple. It's very mm. good advice. It's um, it says look after yourself as the heading. Um, these are passed. Uh, there are people who say they can speak to loved ones after they have passed away. Nearly all of these people will make it clear that their shows are for entertainment purposes only. If you're here tonight simply for entertainment, then no harm can be done, and you should relax and enjoy the show. Chances are, though, that you've lost someone close to you, and you're looking for a way to hear from them or connect with them again. If this is you, it's important to make sure that you are not tricked or misled into saying into something that may not be real. Easy, simple steps you can take tonight. And though, and there are four things that he lists. How broad slash generic are the statements made? How likely is it that the statements apply to at least one person? How many statements are incorrect? And be careful about giving information. Hmm. So that's all good advice. So a relevance to this is alongside the story that's been going on, um, Psychic Sally did a show oh, somewhere yes. where she um, claimed <laughs> that she was This was, was a while being... ago. Was it earlier this year or last year? No, this one is recent. Oh, okay. She claimed she was being contacted at one of her shows by uh, a man in well, I think she described as tights or something. Oh, and then in the end, she said, "Oh no, no, he's his name is Chris, and it starts with a K, and it looks like he's wearing lycra because he's got a bicycle ah, with him." Yes. And so what this related to was the was a a an 
a death of a a, um, a, a cyclist, a, wasn't it? A fairly young man who died on a on a charity cycling event hmm. uh, while cycling with his girlfriend. Um, yeah, so he was 30, 36 and he had a heart attack while he was cycling and basically died in front of his girlfriend. This was in August. And it made you know national headlines and he, he raised lots of money for the charity that he was writing for. Uh, and none of her family were there, but lots of people then contacted her, the, the girlfriend and his family afterwards to say, you know, Psychic Sally has a message from your, ah. you know, relative boyfriend, sure, etc. And, um, and so they were all very, obviously very upset about that. And, um, and then what was kind of interesting, of course, was the, um, the, the, the message that, she, that her, uh, spokespeople gave to the media after this was like basically this is a private matter and should she want to speak to sally and have a reading it was all just absolute nonsense um and so this sort of happened kind of simultaneously with the with the um, videos huh. um that mark was giving out so you know she she is <sighs> yeah i mean she's she's and you know she claims course. she'd never heard of this story but it's you know, these that's nonsense in my opinion and that's all on top of um other recent <clears throat> events like the show that was i think earlier the earlier in the year the one i thought you were going to talk about oh, was, with the ear mic uh no the ear mic was her as well that was that was a while ago and but there was another show where she um she everyone, everyone in the audience was told to bring a photo along of a, of a dead loved one and she she ended up with one of yes. the photos, and she's like, "Oh, um, I'm getting the dead. name Mary, yeah. blah 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 blah." And she's in the afterlife, and she loves you very much. And it turned out that the photo was the woman had misunderstood, and she'd yeah, bought a she photo brought a photo of herself. herself. Yeah. And um, there yeah. was actually just happened to be a skeptic in the audience who reported the incident, and yeah. apparently the audience went really really anti uh, when they realised that she was just making shit up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, so it's kind of not a not a not a good. Um, not been a good few weeks for her so psychic She'll awareness month seems to be She's not going to make that much of a difference no. probably being cynical Sad. but what are you going to do anyway. um <gasps> oh bollocks bollocks Sorry. what <laughs> i just never mind carry on well speaking of bollocks <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just segueing all over the place so susie tell me i i should I'm trying to think of a good joke about food and sex, but just tell us what the article's about. So the title is uh, of this piece uh, is Are Male Brains Wired to Ignore Food for Sex? So given the option of just having loads of sex and not eating, I would probably <laughs> choose sex. And yeah, probably right, I would. <laughs> um, so actually, this is, this is a study done in worms, nematodes, oh. little worms. Um, and... Uh, they've been studied to find out when they have to choose between um feeding and mating which will they choose right well uh, evolutionarily speaking it kind of makes sense doesn't it yes passing the genes on is more important than yes and you can when skip a meal to pass the genes on well you can skip a meal and still survive but you want to get your genes out as much as possible that's my theory anyway I most males can do both though yeah. What? <laughs> it's over pretty quickly, so <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about, food, but carry you? on. <laughs> um so this study has been done in nematodes and has basically shown that, that in male nematodes they will suppress the ability to look for food uh in order to focus on finding a mate instead. Oh, okay. And that's kinda of cool. So they've um So a little bit more hardcore is actually suppressing the yeah. The, so they're hunger. looking at the they're looking at the um the brain circuitry uh and showing which uh that cuz they use um so they kind of use smell to, you know, to navigate themselves around to find their food and stuff and so they've been looking at um well, not only food but also mates and so they've been looking at uh basically if given a choice where do they where do they go um and it's kind of it's kind of interesting just that i mean it's, it's a very oh god as scientific studies are they're kind of going down to the which receptors of these and and um uh you know which receptors are involved can you because in these kinds of organisms you can knock them out and see what happens 
um, which is kind of cool. Uh, it would be ethical to do that for humans. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, and so they found some some receptors that basically make the when they make more of them, they're attracted to the presence of food. Um, and so what happens is, uh, if you make those receptors less, or if you make less of them, or if you less, make them less active, then you can kind of suppress that looking for food. And those ones will basically um, pr- uh, look for a, a mate instead. Right. So that's a really and that was interesting uh, oh, it's good. kind of interesting um and i guess it's just now you know i mean these these kind of studies are cool because they kind of show evolutionary you know pathways for how things evolve and so um does this happen in people i don't Who? know well <laughs> clearly needs more study doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> and, and if it involves food and or sex, I'm going to go ahead and volunteer. So so the hypothesis then would be with all the fat guys are getting less sex. Because they're eating Because they're eating instead of having sex. I think maybe you're oversimplifying <laughs> it a little bit. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's move on, shall we? So this week on What the Fuck, Ebola. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be a god... What's the count at the moment? It'll be completely like seven out of people date. Or something. It'll be completely out of date. It's four over four and a half thousand deaths at the oh, moment. Okay. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Is it? And it is actually yes. spreading in the states. I'm I'm hearing that it's the at least one of the nurses who treated the uh, man who came over from Liberia, I think it was. I can't mm. remember now. Um, he uh, is now positive and so everyone's right. kind of like oh my god she shouldn't be because she should have been wearing all the right protective gear which is true mm-hmm. although some of the nurses are saying well we're actually only given 10 minutes to show how to put it on and the stuff is hard and you have to get it on properly yeah um which reminds me of a wonderful picture i saw on twitter of a woman at i think it was dallas airport wearing waiting for a plane wearing <laughs> the entire like a biohazard suit <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and she... Can you pick those up at Walmart? <laughs> Probably. There are <laughs> online stores where you can buy that sort of thing. Wow. Um, Penn and Teller did a bullshit episode about safety. Yeah. And one of the products you could buy was a harness, a safety harness that you could wear when you're in your office. <laughs> Why would you? Need so a if the window harness? blows out for some reason, you don't get oh, sucked out, out <laughs> of did, the window. Do you often get sucked out of the window when the window blows out? Does this happen? I'm so trying to turn that into something dirty. Um, <laughs> if you're on a high floor in a, yeah. in a tower building, you can How have a harness. How hard does it have to be? Yeah, no, no, well, I, get, I, get, I totally yeah. get that, that you could wear a harness, yeah. but what are the chances of you being sucked out of a window? I don't remember what the actual like purpose of the harness was. How high would you have to be? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you're standing, pacing around your office, and you happen to lean against the window, and the window and it smashes off. for yeah, some reason. Maybe and the safety harness would prevent you from actually falling, falling out the window off. to your death. Anyway, that's an wow. aside. We're talking about hazmat suits. Yeah, can, so yes, there's you a can lady. Buy them. There's a lady wearing one, and she's got gloves on. But the what appears to be in the photos, she's got a strip of skin exposed between her gloves and her, um, and her suit. That's just kind of funny because that's. That if, if Ebola was there yeah. and you know somebody with Ebola vomited all over her, yeah. then that that wouldn't help because right. you'd have a bit of skin exposed. Having so. said that, though, is she slightly more protected with the suit with a strip of skin showing than she would be without the suit? For example, if she bumped into well, someone yes, or... But well, the point is someone... there's no Ebola well, like, obviously, in it's, Obviously, it's stupid. Yes, we're but going just, with that. It's kind of creating... If there were, you'd want to have... The suit with a bit of a gap versus not the suit at all. Well, I, I guess, guess at least this way, if somebody better. vomited, they're not going to vomit in her eyes or her yeah. mouth. So if right. she was facing away from them, for example, and they just hit the back, she'd be happy she had the suit on. <laughs> I, well, probably only just to help clear it up. I mean, it depended on... Yes, how okay. much skin was there. Anyway, just, that just was kind of just pointless. Point. So does Ebola produce projectile vomiting? Uh, I don't know about projectile, but it's certainly one of the symptoms for some people is vomiting. Right. And that'll be full of virus. Um, but it's just kind of like, oh my God. Anyway, so all of the hoaxes and everything, We I think we've talked about one before. There's now one going around that a man living in Ghana claims that it's all a hoax. Oh, yeah, um, and the reasons it's a hoax is because all of the countries where 
Ebola is at the moment, or where the main outbreaks are, um, are uh, countries that um, that the West wants stuff from diamonds, oil, whatever. And so this is just a I don't I don't actually I'm not it's, it's unclear what his what he really means. We know than, a guy who could tell us why. Oh, we do. We we met him at Skeptics in the pub. We did. He was terrifying. Really? Yeah. Was someone who showed up? He was a yeah. full-on. He's come before. He's a full-on conspiracy theorist. Wow. And he and he kept telling us, "I'm coming. I am. I'm belonging skeptics in the pub because I'm a skeptic because I go and I do my research on the internet." So the reason he he came and brandished a very very large stack of paper which he gave to me because we had had somebody talk about anti-vaccination a couple of months ago, and so he'd come. So he's been to a few, has he? He must have, I guess he must have done. Um, He came with his list of, here are all the things in vaccines that are dangerous. So tell me why we should vaccinate our children. So basically he just didn't listen to the talk. Well, well, the he, point is he doesn't listen at all. So oh, I, no. so I was trying to explain to him what evidence was, and then it was just like, oh, you scientists, you will just publish all your own stuff, and you won't publish the stuff that isn't that isn't, um, you know, it doesn't prove and, your and, thing. And, and when and the website is a government website, you can't trust it. Yeah, exactly. But you can't um, trust all these other ones. It was, it was fascinating. The, it's not the guy that they just threw out of Wellington. Skeptics in the pub, is it? No, it was Palmerston North. Anyway, Palmerston North, um, yeah, I doubt it. But it was fascinating because we started on on vaccination and i was trying to explain to him about you know how you find out whether something just anything is works or not yeah. and dose um, versus dose, poison yeah and exactly that the, this list meant nothing because actually even if they were in there and then and, and then, then he, he, and then he segued to, to yeah then he started in fluoridation about how oh i don't, I don't know, know. Yeah. they started in fluoridation control, and fluoridation? then he went from fluoridation to 911 huh. um, via, via aspartame oh god he was telling me about how aspartame was manufactured and something to do with e coli Crap. Right. To, it was quite oh, in the end we just now. had to go because it was like yeah. oh he could, could not be re- reasoned with wow yes. yeah because he's not being disruptive or anything he's just being annoying well no, well, no he, in the end yeah in the end he was just a bit yeah. kind of raw um anyway so yeah we'll probably so this, next one, so I might come we're gonna on. be talking <laughs> about intelligence and crows then um yeah. yes that's probably anyway, a conspiracy too how do we get on to that let's get let's get conspiracies um which there probably isn't. Okay, next thing. Well, well, yeah, this is this is unlikely. But um, the I guess what was kind of interesting about Ebola, I'm not sure if we talked about this before, is that in the study that was done, published a little while ago, that talked a little bit about how the outbreak has kind of spread and moved. Yeah. One of the big hubs that helped it spread was a healer who claimed that she could heal Ebola. And so I think she was in Liberia, and so a lot of people travelled from um, Guinea uh, to go and, to see, go see, and see her. And she is one of the main hubs where a lot of um, a lot of it spread, it kind of moved there, and then it yeah. spread from her, and she ended up dying of it. But um, yeah, it just shows these kinds of things. But yeah, the people are claiming it doesn't exist is kind of wow. And they're they're sort of I guess it's not saying it doesn't exist, but they're saying it's all spread by the Red Cross and it's a bioweapon. And it's all been manufactured. The one and, headline and I saw actually did say that it, Ebola was a fake or Ebola doesn't exist. Or was that just the one you were talking about where it's a, a um, conspiracy? Well, this one is a hoax. He claims this hoax. one is a hoax. Is someone said it was a hoax. Yeah, this but one is a hoax. But it is real, but it's, it's a hoax? It's a, it, yeah. I don't know. It, uh, anyway, the, the other hurts. thing that's happening is the, the, I mean, the homeopaths have been all over Ebola for a while. Actually, some of the vitamin C, high-dose vitamin C people are all over it too. Um, but this, uh, from a couple of months ago, was saying that Liberia was announcing the arrival of um, home, a homeopathic drug to help treat it. <laughs> Liberia's been one of the worst hits, so it might, right. I would suggest that. Yeah. Anyway, um, you, know, you know who they should ask to do some research for them. <laughs> they should they should go down to the library <laughs> and ask and ask some librarians. <laughs> Nathan, um, come on! But I read something the other day that that um, some homeo- homeopathy uh, group were sending some of their homeopaths to Liberia to help. Yeah, I'm yeah. all in favour of that. Yeah, me too. Speaking so of okay. countries all in Africa. Yes. Did you see that um, the 200 kidnapped girls from Nigeria are about to be released? Oh, yeah. So, obviously, I w- us I promoting would... it on the podcast has <laughs> secured <laughs> their release. We totally helped I would really worry. I'm, until those girls are released, I would say this could all be 
smoke and mirrors. Right. Okay. But You're just skeptical. imagine, God, there's going to be a ton of them basically traumatized and pregnant. Awful. Ugh. Horrible. Yeah. Anyway. So. So. What's next? Girl guides. Girl guides. <clears throat> um, do this one too. Apparently, the girl, gui girl guiding New Zealand has uh, removed God from the pledge. They have. Apparently. For more than a century. So I didn't actually read this article. What was the old pledge and what's the new pledge? Mm. Having never taken and the, the new pledge one myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig's helping. Okay. Okay, here it is. Hang on. So the promise. On oh, my honour, I promise I will be loyal to God and the King. I will oh. try to help others as I know the scout honour will obey it. Yeah, and now it's I promise to do my best to be true to myself and develop my beliefs, to live by the guide law and, and take action for a better world. Okay. Oh, that's the old one. Good. The one I read I is think, the old, old yeah, one. I, I think uh, a new the one. scouts had a similar. Yeah. Um, motto or pledge or whatever. So they took out the king I mean, first, and then they took many, out many God. years ago. So that's good. Yeah. Progress. Move forward. Indeed. More inclusive for everybody. Indeed. Not particularly big news in New Zealand, really, is it? No. Because it's the sort of thing you expect. The up in arms and the in the states, it'd be a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were up in arms when they allowed. Um, um, boys who are openly gay into the scouts yeah in the states that's sad mm. okay so more complaints and successes yes this is the um no the tireless hey the tireless guys down in wellington the society for science-based medicine or whatever they call themselves now they're not based no. all in wellington there's mark hannah up here i oh, see up here yeah oh okay he comes to skeptics in the pub in Auckland. I don't know. I haven't been for ages. Well, you should come on. I should. I don't know. Tuesdays. It's an annoying day. Um, well, it'll be Monday they next month. Okay, they've got another complaint that's been upheld. Yes. So, well, Mark Hanna was on TV3 News. He was. You mentioned that briefly before, and we got told off. Right. Well, and it was it was it was a reasonable length segment as well. It was mm. quite good, and actually interviewed Mark, and um, he got in some good points about how. Pharmacists have a uh, an ethical code yeah. where they actually aren't they actually do promote. have a code, don't mm. they? Yeah, they aren't allowed yeah. to promote things that of dubious efficacy. Yeah. So he, the complaint that he was that's just been upheld was one against no jet lag homeopathic jet lag prevention pills, and um, which I'm pretty sure I was offered. Yeah, I was offered recently when I did a big trip, and I was just like. <laughs> You fucking kidding, kidding me? me? To the woman at the airport, I was like, "Oh, is that someone at the at a counter?" Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Would you like some of these? I was like, "No." <laughs> um, wow. They don't work. <laughs> exactly. Give me something with a, with an uh, an ingredient in it, please. Um, that's not sugar. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he's had um, his complaint against them upheld, and the pharmacy at the time promised promised that they would, uh, if the complaint was upheld, they would remove them from sale. Although you the could argue that they should really have just removed it from sale immediately because well, they course. should know better. Of course. Kind of but the they um, they haven't, I believe. They are they are no longer to um, use any advertising with them to help sell them. They did take them off the counter and put them on the shelf. Like They had them on the counter and they moved them somewhere else in the meantime, maybe? I don't uh, know. I okay. thought I'd read that. Right. Um, but it also, they there was a... Um, there was a statement from the pharmacist saying that they that they wouldn't be prevented from selling homeopathic products, but that they that pharmacists should be expected to be able to tell people that they actually uh, there's no clinical trials that yeah. show that they work. But mm. you know what would be really nice is if they just had to put a sticker on it, the sticker on the box, Big and sticker. the sticker on the on the products is. There is no evidence to support the fact that yeah. homeopathy works for any condition in any yeah. sense of the word. Well, what they had, the news had a um, had a, a very brief interview with the was the head of the company who sells these pills, <clears throat> and he said that you know forty million people can't be wrong. They saw the forty they've they've sold forty million products. Yeah. Um, they cost ten dollars each. That's a lot of money they've made. Right, um, they must cost and, nothing to produce. Well, yeah, but also he's yeah. Actually, and if you look at the, I mean, it's not taken much design on the um, graphics on the hmm. on the on the pill packet. Anyway, um, the guy said that you know they had plenty of studies that they tried to get published, but the journals wouldn't take them because they couldn't show an audit trail, which is just <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. So, 
but well done mark and well done society for health-based medicine i always get that one uh, it's, it's um SBM or something like that, MSB or HMSB. SBH. Science-based healthcare. Well done, Craig. Science-based healthcare. Anyway, well, on the on the article on the TV3 News website, there's a few comments. There's an interesting one from somebody saying, homeopathic remedies contain nanoparticles. Oh, we should get nanogirl to talk about nanoparticles. There's not. They don't. It's not nanoparticles. They contain nothing. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Well, so the the comments on there uh, there aren't too many of them, but there there are some gold ones on there. Just just in before they, there's a very very slim chance that they contain anything. Hmm. It's not guaranteed that they contain nothing. Anyway, so next is <laughs> typical skeptics promote preventing homeopathy from being sold. I am an airline pilot. I use it all the time. <laughs> yes, it works. Idiot skeptics. Wow. Idiot. Right. So. Again, my brain is not working fast enough to come up with something funny to say about it. Let's just talk about the breast massages, shall we? Um, so it was a chiropractor? No, an well, osteopath. We wouldn't want you to make a boob of yourself, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> a woman has complained to police after a Christchurch osteopath allegedly massaged her breast for almost an hour to try to alleviate a toothache. And when you say massage the breast, you did say in the article that she complained about her nipples being sore. Yeah. So this is not she... just a normal breast massage. This is actually she's being fondled or something. Well, I don't know how you... Well, I, I don't know what his intent was, whether right. he intended to fondle her or whether he intended to massage her. Okay. Um. He So... I'm saying his... is I can't imagine a normal massage. Yeah, it was through her clothes he... as well. Was it? Okay, so oh. what 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 happened? Yes, it tell us what happened. Like was the woman recently saw an osteopath after her a dentist advised her a toothache was being caused by muscle tension. This may well have been in her neck or something. Um, after an examination, the osteopath concluded the pain came from her chest, and then she says the osteopath subsequently massaged my breast and nipple area for almost an hour. He stated this was a normal and common treatment for toothache. The massage through her clothes caused swelling and severe pain in her breast. Sounds like he was rather rough with her. Possibly caused swelling elsewhere as well on the osteopath. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, and Normal biological function, actually, I'll have you know. No, it's more the intent. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so um, there's hopefully now there's going to be an investigation. Hopefully. Well, no, from the osteopaths as well as the police. Oh, um, so the osteopaths. But what's are... what's kind of interesting? There was a there was a comment about um, osteo. Uh, you know, was, I think it might have been even been her saying this is not what you what you would expect from a from healthcare professional, um, and this has got obviously everybody going no, but osteopaths aren't aren't basically reliable healthcare professionals. They are alternative medicine practitioners um yes and so who believe that basically massaging your muscles will help all your internal organs and every other thing um and so mm. it, so as with with chiropracts osteopaths fall in the same basically um camp although possibly not as dangerous apart from if they're going to massage your nipples for an hour sexually assault you um and not that I'm suggesting in any way or form that all osteopaths will sexually assault their clients, just to put that out there. Um, but that perhaps you should see a physiotherapist instead, because they are actually medical professionals. <clears throat> and I would go so far as to say that they're probably better regulated as well if something like this did happen. Mm. There would be an actual, I assume physiotherapists mm. have some sort of a governing mm. body of some sort well, that would well, actually the, the be The article does mention the governing body and that. That, that the Osteopathic being... Council of New Zealand. Sure, but are they going to be more like? Well, who knows? You know, the physiotherapist governing body, or are they going to be more like the chiropractor's governing body, mm. or the homeopathic well, governing we, body? We'll wait and see, won't we? We'll, we'll follow up on this in a few months from back was on, a homeo- as we do with all of our. Of course, we'll just follow up and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. If it was the homeopath, um, <clears throat> hang on, let me let me think this through. If it was the homeopath's governing body that had received the complaint they probably wouldn't do a very good investigation because then it would be a really good investigation because <laughs> dilution 
and not doing an investor. So I think you've just passed an edit point, Nathan. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in. It's funny. Okay, so moving on. Craig, you want to tell us about this license plate that you saw? Yeah, well, yes. Uh, Apparently it was really interesting. So when I was driving here this morning, I was behind a car with a license plate, Mona V, M-O-N-A-V-I, and actually it's... Um, and the the wording above the license plate was the secret of the Amazon, hmm. Mona V, and it came out, gave an 0800 number, and apparently this is a product that is now available in New Zealand. I had heard about it previously because it um, it was mentioned on Brian Dunning's Skeptoid podcast as a uh, as a multi level marketing scheme where people are selling these um, health drinks, expensive health drinks. Right. Um, so that, apparently, here that, in New Zealand, what do you call a berry? How do you pronounce it's that? A kai. I think it's a kai berry. A kai berry that I think uh, Doctor Oz has promoted in the past. But yes, they they is have this all one of about these, weight loss or something. All of these. It's just general um, panacea, products, isn't it? Products okay. that are based around yeah weight loss, anti aging, joint and heart health, antioxidants, free radical, blah blah blah, all this kind of woo stuff. Insert and, bullshit here. Yeah, and so people trying to get rich by selling this to their friends and family. So it's just a double insult. It's not only is it quackery, but it's also a multi-level marketing sure. scam. Yeah. So you're not going to get rich, and you're not going to get healthy. No, exactly. But it's here in New Zealand. They seem to go together. I remember when uh, a friend of mine was in Amway. <laughs> um, <laughs> friend of yours. <laughs> they, they like to promote the, the vitamins and the, and right. the health drinks and stuff. Right. Yeah. You got out of that, did you, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, yeah, yeah. My friend, my friend, um, my friend, my friend got out of that. Yeah, and so forth. Right. You so, have a device. Dubious device. I do have a dubious device. <gasps> she does. Oh my god, she I didn't do write have a it in, so we don't device. know anything about it. Oh, I love this. Well, she wants to bring it on us. Hated breaths. Is it a spring? <laughs> no. ah. Um, can I? I want to play. I want to play some audio. Okay. Can we try that? We can try it. Well, you can play it, but we can just insert it. Send me the link and I'll I'll rip it and probably stick it in that way. Boo Buddy is not your average bear. Hi, I'm Boo Buddy, and I'm ready to investigate. It's not a toy. It's not another tool. Boo Buddy is a paranormal investigator with so much more than a charming face. Is this a toy? Boo Buddy is smart. No, it's not a toy. Curious, sensitive, and loves to ask questions. As an interactive investigator with plenty of tools at the ready, this bear is quite perceptive and knows when the environment changes. Burr, it's cold in here. Boo Buddy reacts to fluctuations in energy, temperature, and motion, then works to interact. I know when temperature changes and I detect EMF. I can even tell when I've been moved. <laughs> That's tickle. When all is quiet, Boo Buddy goes to work asking questions to promote a friendly, positive response. Do you want to be my friend? The future of paranormal investigating is here. And Boo Buddy is ready to get to work with you. Come on, let's go investigate. Order yours today at ghoststop.com. Oh my god. So So it's an actual it's tool. It's a teddy bear oh, that has Christ. an electromagnetic field, field detector. Um, and uh, can also detect changes in temperature, apparently, and detect movement. And what it does is then um, give out, so it not only uh, informs the investigator using the bear that there might be a ghostly presence. Right. Um, but it also it sends out positive, yeah, positive things like, you would you like to be my friend? Right. Um, that was Boo Buddy. Boo Buddy. Um, As in Boo. Yeah, wow. Boo Buddy, which is a bear with an EMF detector. Um, what else does it have? Yeah, it detects motion, temperature, and responds with a friendly voice. Um, and that is available to you for... $199. Oh, almost. Pounds. Uh, it looked like it was about 150 US dollars, I think. Oh, right. So, yeah, probably around around that. Um, and it's a little cuddly teddy bear that oh, says, Giggle, dear. it tickles. Wow. Why does it need to be tickled? What the hell? No, no, that's, well, no, that's, that that's the movement, movement detection. 
Yeah, so if it detects yeah. movement, it says that Have they just ripped the insides out of a Tickle Me Elmo and then modified I think it slightly? So. Because... I think so. But what, so I'd like to say a big thank you to Stephen, because when I was having a kind of, oh my god, I don't have a dubious device, he was like, what about ghost hunting? I have no idea where that came from. Anyway, and so I found so that, the... Yeah, that's what ghost hunters do. They search for all these anomalies. Yes. So now they've dubious just, Somebody has built a product that basically yeah. implements... Well, so actually, they, 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 there's a, a lot of products. So this is go, comes from ghoststop.com, wow. and they have a whole heap of stuff. So EMF detectors, thermal cameras, and some of the... I mean, I, I love some of the... Um, some of the EMF detectors because they're basically like this thing that <laughs> that just has LEDs that say, yeah. you know, I've spotted something. Um, Does it have the little wands that come up the side like in there Ghostbusters? There are no wands. Oh. But can you imagine this? I mean, this is the point, right? Can you imagine all the Ghostbusters guys getting out of their car, <laughs> the car with a teddy bear? Um, and this is kind of relevant the because they're going to reboot it. In the reboot, it. they, they have reboot. to have a all teddy bear. Oh my god! All females. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Go girls. Um, you could also, if don't you were you feel being conflicted, a bit stingy, though? don't you feel conflicted that? Well, sometimes they don't put them in, and, and and but they're doing paranormal investigation. But it's real, right? It's like you can't get mad at mad watching Buffy because it's an alternative universe where vampires and demons are real, so it all makes sense. Same thing in the Ghostbusters universe; they have evidence. Ghosts exist. Yeah. Okay. They're the, they're the, and the well, point is, as long true. as they don't that's put true. them all in bloody skin tight. Um, you know, spandex. spandex lab things. I don't know. Oh, Nathan. Um, anyway, so I thought that the other thing <laughs> that you could buy... How will they ever attract a, f- a male, a male audience, audience? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Not that the women can't be sexy and can't where, where, where they, they want they, to wear. They stick their butts out and then turn around so you can see the butt and the boobs at the same time, like in comic books. No? Anyway, if you don't want to spend $150 on a teddy bear, you could just spend $100 for the Learner Ghost Hunting Kit. Which is oh. a very basic detection. There's, there's a cheaper version. There's a oh, junior trigger bear, ninety nine dollars. Yeah, that doesn't. I think that doesn't have. It's missing something. Missing the, something. Yeah. Anyway. Laser grid. Ooh. The this the this. Let me get back to my ghost stop learner hunting. Well, you kit. should have given us the address. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, there there <coughs> is Nathan, the EMF detector. Paying for your conference is oh, the yeah. priority. Yeah, you're not allowed to buy the ghost detecting kit. Um, a torch. A torch. Um, what yes. else do you get in it? Um, oh, a, a, an, an audio recorder, and a book, How to Hunt Ghosts. <laughs> oh yeah. And it all comes in a rather nice kit um, box. Nice. Which which has got a an offset handle apparently, which makes it which gives it better balance. The um nice. the, the junior teddy bear just asks EVP questions. Okay. Doesn't say it's cold or anything like that. I don't think so. I think it just. What's EVP anyway? Uh, electronic voice phenomenon. That's ah. what those voice recorders are for. Right. So the teddy bear will say, "Who are you? Are you a dead spirit?" And then they'll just sit and record static for ah, five okay. minutes, right, and then they right, right. turn it up. And and, and because the voice recorders, Pyridolia. because the voice recorders are optimized for recording voice, they amplify those frequencies. Yeah. And so the static sounds more like people talking, or you know, vague words right. can be <coughs> periodolied out of it. Okay. And in, just in case you're wondering, it comes in two different colours. Brown and cream. Well, fantastic. There you go. Anyway, we'll put a we'll put Get a link in, each. we'll put it in properly. This is not very to. um funny. It's hilarious. I had no idea such a thing existed. Okay. okay, so the word of the day. So the word is omnity. But I'm gonna give you a clue. Okay. The clue is in the word om. Om Omnity. Omnity. So this has got something to do with meditation or something. Probably. The 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 chanting you do while meditating. No, that's the wrong kind the of tent. Omnity. Omnity. It is. It's the entity that you are talking to when you're meditating. Oh, that's that's good. Is that Craig's answer? It's probably wrong, but. Um. Okay. Omnity. Um. It's the sound. It's the sound that you make when you're meditating. No, that would be wrong too. What is it? Uh, all right, put us out of the misery. What is it? All right, I think it's the point. It's the state of being all, or allness. It's what you're trying to achieve with your meditation. Oh. Omnity, right? Omnity. Omnity. Yeah, the state of okay. State Give of being one with everything. Hmm? Give us your. What were the? What's the point scoring for that then? Um. 
I think I should get a point because I'm pretty sure I was the first one who said something to do with meditation. Well, yeah, but something to do with meditation doesn't. <laughs> well, at least give me half a point, surely. Yeah, I think. I think oh, I'll give you half, actually does deserve half a point. Half though. a point. All right. Talk give us a harder one. I'm getting a whole the hard one. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, and the, the other one was an easy one. Oh, oh, Offic- that was the hard one. Officialism was the was the easy one. I get a point. Craig gets no points. Well, isn't it kind of worship of officialdom or something? Pretty much. Excessive devotion to routine or position. Right. So you could have guessed that one. That was too easy. Okay. I'm but glad I went with the one I did. Half a point. No, because that wasn't that wasn't the word we went with. <laughs> oh, what? And Craig, you've got a quote for us to finish off the podcast. I do. This is by a man um, named Jerry Spence, who apparently is a, an attorney in the states. No, retired by now, I think. He said, I would rather have a mind opened by wonder than one closed by belief. Jerry Spence. Fantastic. But 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 the believers are ones that have the open mind, Craig. Sure. Why do you have such a closed mind? Mm. So that's all we've got time for today. You've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to send us a message or feedback, check out our Facebook page or the contact us form on our website, cusp.org. Yeah.